Back to another episode of 34 to Glory. I'm your host, Tyler Flesh, joined by my co-host and father, Brian Flesh. Hey there. Uh, trying to keep upbeat. This is... Uh, look, um, we're treating this like a place to vent, and we are definitely going to vent today. There is... Uh, we're coming off the loss to San Diego by one point. Uh, 16 to 17. Brutal, brutal loss. And... Uh, yeah, we'll get into it. Let's start with the good, which, in my opinion, continues to be this defense. Time and time again, they have proven themselves. Yeah, I mean, they're just coming through over and over again. And, uh, you know, the one good thing for a defense is they weren't on the field quite as much. I was uh, just going to bring that up. That, no, we weren't. We dominated time of possession, 38 minutes to 22 minutes. Yeah. I was going to bring that up. I was going to say how, look, this is what happens when your defense gets rest. We held them to 17 points, and we'll get into it because a couple of times, if we could have punted, we wouldn't have even been in that position. Right. I And, you know... For people saying, oh, well, the Bears' defense is kind of lacking and stuff like that, um, I-, I disagree full-heartedly. I know we gave up a big run to Melvin Gordon, but look, the matter, the, the fact of the matter is, whether the Bears want to address this or not, the negativity has now officially bled over into our defense. Yeah, it's you, you can really tell. I mean, our whole team, even though... I don't think guys have given up, but it, you can tell that just the whole attitude is just not what it was well, they're, even a couple weeks ago. They're out there watching the offense going, here we go again, time and time, week after week. You know, we the defense loses Akeem Hicks. We all step up. Remember we talked about on the podcast earlier how this defense feeds and thrives off each other. They knew they had to step up when Mitchell was gone. They thought, hey, if we step up. They didn't know, oh, wait, it gets worse when he comes back. Yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of like you, you you do a great job and you get rewarded because your reward is your offense goes on the field and it's pretty much three and out, with the exception. I mean, well, we had some good drives. Yeah, let's, I mean, let's, let's do we're, that. We're trying to beat around the bush. We're trying to be positive. Yeah. It's too hard. Yeah. It is too hard to be positive right now if you're a Bears fan. Oh, it, it's, Yeah. Go, if you go. are positive, leave us a message and tell us why. Yeah, I, I would be willing. To, I want to know. I don't know how you could. Tell us why or what medication you're taking. <laughs> Either or, you know. Well, I don't. Okay, let's just. Look, I'm so flustered. Let's talk about why we gave up so many points. First off, we didn't. Okay. Trubisky threw that interception, right? when he had the game on the line, throws an interception, we hold him to nothing. Then he fumbles in our own half and gives them the ball. Do I have this backwards? No. Did they score off the interception and not the fumble? Oh, Tyler. I it don't was know all for sure. Anger. It was, at that point, I was just, you can check it right now, but at that point, I was just so disgusted with the entire Trubitsky 
continuing to do Groundhog Day and failure mode constantly that I just could not even comprehend what was happening. So let's face it, the offense was in the red zone five times. Five times. We came away with one rushing touchdown. So prior to this, though, uh, we have only, prior to the going into this game, we were only in the red zone for 14, 14 possessions. Yeah, yeah. So we had 14, and that's it. Um, I want to stay on Trubisky, and then we'll transition into Nagy, because I, I got a lot to say about him, too. Uh, for me, for Trubisky, the, what, let me ask you a question, Dad. What more excuses can anyone give him? Oh, but what was the last excuse last time? Right. Well, we don't have possession time of possession, which I do agree with because that helps our defense. Yeah. We don't have a running game. We we have no rushing yards. We we went 162 rushing yards. Okay, he had play after play after play that he was missing. He continues to overthrow wasn't it taylor taylor gabriel gabriel was just so wide open it was such a clear touchdown all he's got to do is get that anywhere close to him he threw that ball a good seven yards in front of him yeah and and it you just how do you overthrow taylor gabriel i i i honestly don't know and i mean robinson if he would have we were in the red zone if he would have thrown that in front of Robinson, Robinson would have led him right. That would have led him right yeah. into the end zone. The slant route. He the threw slant it behind route, him. He threw it right behind him. I mean, come on, guys. That was, what, an eight-yard pass? Well, here's the thing, though. He's making some really tough passes that come once in every 15 throws or once in every 10. I don't know what it is, but you know what I'm talking about if yeah, you've watched the they're, game. They're teasers. They're well, teasers. no, he'll make that throw, but then yep. doesn't everyone in their head go, okay, well, there goes that one good throw for that drive. We're not seeing that again, and we don't. We continue not to see it. We foresaw this coming in earlier episodes. We talked about how, even with wins, this doesn't feel good. This isn't right. We're pretenders. Well, now the cat's out of the bag. You can't lose to a team like the Chargers, at home, and your defense played that well, and you just don't show up offensively. Yeah. Defensively, I think we were fine. Offensively, what the hell? Listen, Montgomery had one of the best games he's had all year. Great. That was good. That was wonderful. I like the fact, though, that we were running out of the I formation more. We were were going to the run. We have pass blockers, or run blockers, and we have pass blockers. Look, our offensive line isn't that bad. Trubisky on the fumble, no one touched him. He did a spin move to try to get out of the way of Joey Bosa, who took the inside, and then the outside's free. All he does is a spin move. And he drops the ball. Now, I've heard that people are saying, oh, I'm pretty sure the lineman, Bobby Massey, hit him. And the back hit the ball. If you're dropping the ball because of a lineman just bumps into you in the back, then you need to work on your ball control, man, or something. Like, I feel like enough with the excuses. And I think as fans, we're tired of it. And we're sick of it. 
I know I am. I'm very much that same way, Tyler. I mean, the frustrating thing is he not only is not seeing the field, but even when he is seeing the man that's wide open, he overthrows him. And on top of that, what happened to his scrambling abilities? I mean, he, 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 he had one good scramble the other day. Well, and they said um, in the the press coverage with Tom Brenneman and Chris Spillman, which, look, I'm not trying to... I get that they they can't say certain things because of the network, but sometimes just announcers, where's, can I just listen to the stadium noise? Yeah. Where's that feature where yeah. I can make my own assessment? I, I, think, I, I think, by the way... On that same topic, and we'll get back to what we're talking about, I think the thing that really irritated both of us was when one of the announcers basically said, well, Trubisky didn't lose the game. No, the whole game, they were saying he needs to step up, he needs to make a play. Oh, no, he's having a horrible game. Oh, no, this is it. This might be the end of Trubisky. And he has one 12-yard run. One 12-yard run. And then they say, oh, you can't blame the game on Trubisky. Another no, thing. Oh, yes, we can. Another thing before the, the, that we were, I was talking about that I even brought up the announcers is because they said that the reason he's not running is because of that hip injury that he suffered last year. Oh, for goodness sakes. Seriously? So he just stopped running altogether? I completely disagree. I think Nagy says, hey, I don't need you scrambling around trying to get hurt. If you're going to scramble, that's fine. Keep the eyes downfield. Make the throws. Well, he can't do that. No. First of all, when he gets into trouble, he gets happy feet. When he gets happy feet, he starts to scramble. And when he starts to scramble, he's not even scrambling downfield, and especially he's not looking downfield. Can we talk about the biggest problem that we're really having with him? Is he is taking too long. He is having plenty of time to get the ball out hot and quick. If you watch... Now, I know Aaron Rodgers is just phenomenal and ridiculous. If you watch him, and I watched him Sunday night for a little bit, You know, I was kind of footballed out after we lost. I'm not even going to lie. I didn't watch too many more games. If you watched him, Rodgers would look. He'd have comeback routes. And the players would run the route. Boom. Like, the ball is out before they're even turned around. Quick, decisive decision-making. Exactly. With him, with Trubisky... He waits so damn long, he eyes down one person that the defense is already draped on our back. Well, speaking of that, he had almost two picked off, one in the end zone. I mean, come on, because he's waiting so long. I mean, it's and if you watch the film, all our players run the route like in sync, beautifully turn. He's too busy dying down one guy. Yeah. If that guy is manned up and pushed on your coverage... You shouldn't have to really look that much. It's like, you know what I mean? You look at him, you go boom to the next real but, quick. But do you even think he's looking at multiple reads or is he no, just... No, he's not. That's he's, just, he's, he's just picking out his first read, he's right? He's not going through his progressions yeah. at all. No, I agree. I It seems like the entire year he makes up his mind at the point that the ball is centered to him and he knows right where he's going for it. And you don't see him go first read, okay, scan, second read. Scan third read. Don't ever see it. 
Don't no. ever see it. He's picking out his first read, and then he's hesitating on his first read. But like we're getting, we got him that good of a run game. We rushed for 162 yards, and he could not throw. No, he could not make throws. He could not come through in the clutch. He could not come through in game time. I also think that it's bullshit when a field goal's kicked because he has four game-winning drives, and one of them was in Denver. In my personal opinion, I know great people have had it. I know Tom Brady has it. And in certain, in certain circumstances, it's fair, and in others, it's not. And if we would have won that game yesterday, I think that he shouldn't have been credited for it. But in certain circumstances, when, like, you know, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, they have 15 seconds down, they get in a field goal room, boom, it hits, it goes in. Fine. Okay. What he did was horrible. We should have put that game away so many times. Oh. So many times over. Our defense was fresh. We were whooping them down. And then our offense continually turns the ball over. The only touchdown that we got came from that interception where our defense intercepts Phillip Rivers, puts us at the four-yard line. Yeah. It, it it is actually so, I don't even think wait a minute did wait. that even we didn't even get a touchdown on that did we no I don't think we did I was just about to say I think actually it was uh, on a very different play that we got the touchdown but here's the thing that you and I I think would just wholeheartedly agree to and that is this offense doesn't look anything like the same offense last year. Nothing like our it. whole team offensively has regressed beyond the Jay Cutler years. Oh, yeah. Easy. Can yeah. we talk about the sequence that happened with the penalties? Go for it. I mean, flabbergasted. It was like a practice out there. We got so many calls and we didn't get the ball in. We kicked a field goal. Okay. Uh. I don't, you can say whatever you want, but if you're out there thinking Eddie Pinero lost us this game, you are crazy. Eddie missed two field goals, okay? We have talked about this on this program. We did this against Philadelphia, okay? We cannot score in the red zone. Now, I'm getting off track. I'm going to bring it back. We had on third down, it was third and like, I, listen, guys, I don't know the exact numbers. It was third down, all right? Defensive holding. Automatic first down. Third down again. They hold Allen Robinson in the end zone. All right, automatic first down. Ball at the one. We still did not punch it in. We settled for a field goal. That is nine attempts inside the red zone. You have nine attempts where you could not punch the ball in. Yeah. You're not going to win games that way. And it, if you think that you're going to win games kicking field goals in this league, let me tell you. No, you're not. You're not. Yeah, I mean, I, I I know some people think, oh, yeah, take the safe field goal. You know what? Those days are gone. Th- they those are. Days, those are long gone. They are. And and it's the guys who go for it on fourth down. Yep. It's the coaches that know the statistics and the odds of, of, of risk-taking. Those are the people that are winning games. It's not the safe play anymore, and it can't be in today's NFL. No, and, it and, can't. And 
yet we've regressed so far and we're playing so safe. What's going on here? My biggest problem was it, if people want to say, well, we should have ran Montgomery more, we shouldn't have, and I'll tell you why. Because one, the kid played a hell of a game. Hats off to him and the offensive lineman. Hats off to the entire offense except Mitchell Trubisky, okay? Because he continually loses us games, okay? And I'm tired of it, and I'm sick of talking about it on this podcast, but we have to because it's the only thing we have right now. We can't be positive about anything else when something is so negative. We cannot ignore the cancer any longer without pumping in some chemo, okay? <laughs> and that's what this podcast is right now. It's the chemo. And we're trying to kill the cancer that is Trubisky. Well, well, that explains my nausea. I bit my tongue on that last that, one. Yeah, that explains my nausea on Sunday then. The chemo and the, and the pumping, the, all that but stuff, that, that explains it. Exactly. And here's my thing, right? So if we're trying to hand the ball off more, it was working. Like you said, Allen Robinson, that's a touchdown. He missed touchdown throws. One of the throws that he tried to throw to Trey Burton in the back of the end zone should have been an interception. I don't know what he's seen with a safety over top who jumps the route in a corner down low. Once again... Tyler, he's not seeing the field. He is. He's looking at his fir- very first read, and he's throwing but, it to but, where he thinks. And I understand that, and I'm with you, but on this one, it's especially bad. Do you just not see two people? Yeah, yeah. He just didn't see two you people. You could see more white jerseys than you could see navy jerseys. Yeah, yeah. There's which, a problem there. Which, which, by the way, if you look at his other reception this year, it happened in the end zone. The interception, yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. There's a little bit of a uh, of a pattern here. So, here's where we're at, gang. I think the frustration we feel, you guys feel. The bottom line is that we've got a really top notch defense this year, and our quarterback has regressed. He's regressed so far back that. I think there are a lot of college guys that could come in right now and play better than him. Yeah. Really? Um, is the season over? Um, I think offensively, yeah. No, I mean, that's, come on. Yeah. yeah. Season's over? Yeah. Season's over, I agree. Yeah. It, it's, it, you know, and unless, uh, let's see, trade deadlines, what, tomorrow? Four o'clock? We'll talk about that. We'll get into that yeah. at the end. Uh, I want to get into that at the end. Um. But seriously, though, it's over. Like we're we're not in any position. We're we're three and four. We, the Vikings are six and two. The Packers are what seven and one. Right. Yeah. We have no chi- chance. Yeah. I mean, you know, the basic- the Lions are better than their record. The right. Lions are going to beat us. Matthew Stafford is putting up hellacious numbers. Yeah. What does he have? 16 TDs, three interceptions? Yeah. The Lions have a great pass Matthew game. Matthew Stafford! Yeah, the Lions have a great pass game. The run game pretty much sucks, but Stafford's, you know, he's lighting it up. So, yeah, but see, you still have a quarterback. You yeah. don't need a run. A run game's not as essential as people think in today's NFL. Yeah, well, it doesn't open yeah. up the pass as much as... You think it would. You know what does, though? The play action. Whether you run it or not, they still have to respect right, that. Right, right, right. But Mitchell was having a problem, and I got to look something up, but I want you to talk about this. 
He's ha- he was even having a problem reading RPOs, which he's normally oh. good at. You know, that is absolutely maddening. Okay, you're in a position to run an RPO, and all of a sudden, it's like he's hesitating because he doesn't know himself whether he's going to hand the ball off or run with it. And that same hesitation that kills us when he's passing the ball out to the flat is the same hesitation that kills us on the RPO. It's I want to say to the young man, listen, Mitch, do things spontaneously and do them with passion and, and do them immediately. But because you're hesitating on every little thing you do and questioning every little thing you do, that hesitation in the NFL will kill you each and every time because there is so little time to release the ball, to hand off the ball in the NFL, that nothing else is going to happen when you're that hesitant. Wouldn't you agree with that? I agree. I agree completely. I I mean, it's insane. It is. It is. So... You guys have heard us. Well, hold on now, real quick. I, yeah, yeah. Did we you don't find what we're looking for. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So listen, this is the division that we are in right now. Okay, we are. It's a quarterback division league right now with us, and we're not. We're not in the top at all. We're not even close. We're. You gotta have. What I'm trying to say is, look at the division I'm about to to read look at the division i'm in okay i'm gonna start with trubisky stat line first okay i'm gonna read yards yards td interceptions qbr i lost my place there for a second yards 1902 yards five 1092 yards no yes my bad that's a big correction (laughs) i was on to the next one 1092 yards five tds Three interceptions. His QBR is 35.8, which ranks 28th among all quarterbacks ranked with QBRs, which means backups, too, that have played. Okay? That's uh, pathetic. That is that is so sad. I, I, now, I don't on, already know what to hold say. Hold on. I want to ju- get all these out here first before we go. Okay? You want me to go from... You- uh, you know what? I'll go from the worst in our division to the best. This is going to surprise a lot of people. So, who do you think's next? Who's the next worst after Trubisky in our division? In our division, the next yeah. worst? Cousins. Yes, correct. But listen to how much different the numbers are. Kurt Cousins, who everyone mocks, can't throw a ball fast enough. 1,997 yards, 13 TDs, 3 interceptions, 54.7 QBR. He's rated 15th. Okay. Now, who do you think's next after that? Stafford. No. Stafford is beating Rodgers. Rodgers is next. 2,324 yards, 16 TDs, two interceptions, 62.0 QBR, 8th. Okay. Stafford. 2,093 yards, 16 TDs, four interceptions, 70.7 QBR. He's fifth. Why? He has a few, little few more rushing yards than Rodgers. That's what bumps him up. 
So think about that, Dad. You want to do the math real quick? 4 plus 3 is 7 plus 2 is 9. Combined, that's how many interceptions the quarterbacks have in our division. Nine. Okay? Trubisky has, what did I say, three? Three. He's got three interceptions and five touchdowns. Stafford has four interceptions and 16 touchdowns. Yeah. Matthew Stafford. I, you know, hats off to Stafford. I don't know if he can get stuff done in a big game. I really don't. But, I mean, that team, for the record being what it is, they're not getting a fair shot. And we I'm afraid of playing them because I think we're the worst. I think we're this year we're going from first to last. Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious. Okay, so that's all I wanted to do with that, break down the comparison. Now let's get into some, um, you know, listen, I'm to the point. And I'll ask this question to you, and I'll answer it first. I'm to the point where from now on, what happens in the season is no longer Mitchell Trubisky's fault. He is who we think he is. He is a quarterback who cannot play at the NFL level. He has had plenty of time. He has had a year now, a year and a half in the same offense, plus a playoff game. And he continues to... Not be good in the red zone. He throws up numbers. He Well, at least last year he threw up numbers in between the 20s. Now he's not even doing that. He's regressing at a rapid rate, and that's fine. That's who that's that's who he is. Um, Now I'm on to Matt Nagy, and now it's your job, buddy. Now it's on you, okay? And right now I don't like your attitude. You're starting to crumble when the pressure is being pushed upon you. This is your first losing season, and it will be your first losing season because we're not going eight hundred. We're not going five hundred. Well, so, let me let me give you. A so great- hold on, real quick. So my thing is, it's on you, Matt Nagy, from here on out, and that's my answer. Do you think it's on him, or do you have a different take? Yeah, I I think I think absolutely, it's got to be on Nagy. I mean, when a team regresses, not just a, okay, Mitch has been the number one of regression. But offensively, we've just gone so far back, it's unbelievable. So, yeah. So, how many games though, has Trubisky won us? Do, do, do you count Minnesota? We beat Minnesota. The Vikings are 6-2, and two, okay? He went out in the first quarter. The majority of the game, we had Chase Daniel. And we do not want to play him? And we beat a 6-2 and two team? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. It, it's, it's really pathetic. So yeah, I I think it's on Nagy. Um, but here's the thing with Nagy, and and uh, I think part of it, it has to be political. But when Nagy says that he would, at, with 41 seconds left, no, let's let let's get to that real quick. 41 seconds. Let's, okay, let's review the call yeah, let's, now. Yeah, I'm, you, I I this just ticked me off beyond anything I've seen so far this year. So I'll let me set it up. You, You're you right. I didn't. You, I didn't set it up very well. So. There's 41 seconds left in the game. Mitch Trubisky's just run the ball for nine or ten yards. It was like a like a 12 yard run. Like, yeah, yeah. Like it a, was third and seven. He right. got away. He made a pretty athletic play. Like yeah. he made a yeah. really good yeah. play. So so we've got 41 seconds left. Oh, I'd like to put an asterisk next to this drive. Now this was his third attempt to try to put the game away. Right. He's now had 
three game, well, technically two, because we were up, you know, or we were up uh, 16 to 10. So this, so technically two game winning drives, but three drives to put it away. He's on his fourth. So, so remind me 41 seconds left. We had we had a timeout left, did we not? No, we had no timeouts. Oh, we had no timeouts. Okay, that's right. We used our last timeout. So 41 seconds left. We were, what, at the 35, 40-yard line? It was a 43-yard attempt. 43-yard, okay. So 43 yards away, 41 seconds left. I I just could not believe this. I sat on the couch in just, like, in shock. We are are letting the clock literally no that's not what happened we took a knee that's what i mean yeah but you gotta you gotta yeah. you go can't ahead, just go ahead go no ahead. i'm just saying you can't we gotta tell them they can't see it i know yeah. i know you're worked up i am too what if you if you didn't see it uh the the time was ticking down we had we still had 41 seconds on the clock so the game clock was winding down. Instead of hiking the ball and taking shots and getting it to the line quick, we took our sweet time and we took a knee. I've never seen that. Yeah, yeah. Have and you? No. Have you ever seen that in no. the NFL we, with that much time left? No, no. Literally, we took it down to two seconds. That's when we kicked the field goal. There was two seconds left on the clock. Yeah, because we took the knee, so ran the field goal in and so, out. So basically, we let 39 seconds on the clock literally slip from our hands without trying a run play, a pass play, nothing. So so throw, make a couple targets to the sideline. Get out of bounds. Here's my thing with that. That statement right there proves to me that Matt Nagy knows he doesn't have a quarterback. Then you need to say it, bud. You need to come out and say it. Because we're not stupid. I wish the media would put... I listened to the whole press conference, and we'll talk about that right after this. Um, Not good, man. Not well, good enough. You can't sit here and... and, and and make this play call and then say defend your quarterback? Matt Nagy mm-hmm. said he would do it a thousand times over again. I would ask the question, you do that with an elite quarterback? You do that with a Drew Brees? You do that with an Aaron Rodgers? Do you? No. And you know why? He he doesn't have. He doesn't have those two quarterbacks. Yeah, but he won't admit that. But he That's wants right. to sit here and act like we're stupid. And then we're just a bunch of idiots like, oh, whatever Nagy says, right? That's the word. Well, I, I, I heard part of the explanation was, well, you know, no, um, I want to talk the about ball. that. I, I want to talk about this. I don't know if people listened. I watched this thing twice. It's 13 minutes. I wasted a lot of time in my life. It was worth it because I want to bring this to detail. It does not make any fucking sense on what he did. Okay, it makes zero zilch. He said something. Now, I understand this. Sometimes when I listen back to these podcasts, because I'll, I'll listen back to see if we got our points across good enough or whatever. And sometimes when we're in this moment, just even though it's just the two of us and we've known each other, obviously, our whole lives. And you get caught up in the moment. Yeah. So sometimes I understand why the media doesn't ask the questions they ask. But Nagy said something in the press conference that I would have said, whoa, 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 you just contradicted yourself. Do you care to explain that? This is what he said. He goes, he was talking about the field goal. 
and he was pissed off. It was the first thing brought up. He was mad. You could tell he was mad. He didn't want any questions about it, but he was going to answer them. Now, if you want to watch it on your, you know, I'm just relaying what the information I heard. So I'm paraphrasing. He said, they asked, why didn't you attempt to run the ball there to get a few more extra yards? He says, look, when you know that when the opposition knows you're running the ball, you can lose, you know, four, four yards, three yards. You know, you can fumble. You can end up going backwards instead of forwards, which, you know, which, which hurts your chances. And I didn't think it was a risk I was willing to take. So that's why we took the knee. Okay. I would have done it a hundred times over. You understand me? Like so he, what? So what's not said in that? Okay, but hold on. He contradicts himself later. Are you ready for this? They bring up the field goal question again in a different form. And Nagy goes, look, I'm not talking about that. We had Panera ready. We knew his distance. He goes, we were in field goal range before Mitch even took off on that run. Whoa. Whoa, wait. Wait a minute. So you're saying a 12-yard difference, right? So that's the difference between a 43 and a 55, right? That's 12, that's 12 yards difference. You're saying that was the wiggle room. But we've been shredding them on the run all day. And you don't want, you don't want to try with Montgomery now? Because you're afraid we'll go back three yards? After putting Did, after putting up 160 some, but, but no one caught that. I right. listened back twice. Right. I said, "Wow, he contradicted the hell out of." What do you mean we were already in field goal range before Mitch took off? Well, then that means what the hell? Why aren't you taking a shot? What is not being said? Because it's it's important to always listen to not only what's said but what's not being said. What's not being said is I don't have any faith in my quarterback. Oh well, they asked that. They said. What about a pass? Did a pass ever? And he goes, that's what he did. And he like rolled his eye. He goes, a pass? He goes, and, and risk an interception? Bingo. Yeah, but and then they said, well, is that because of lack of faith in Mitch? And he goes, no, absolutely not. He goes, it's, it, you're not going to risk that throw. You're not going to throw. You don't need to throw. And I'm like, okay, uh, what what's happening here right now? Because we talked about this. When you're a field goal kicker, you get one opportunity to hit that in with pressure mounting on you. The quarterback has multiple opportunities, and the offense does, until fourth down reaches. Right. You have three opportunities. Yeah. Let's, let's use one of those. Let's use all three of those. Not one of them. Let's use all three of those. Then when it gets to fourth down, how about, oh, okay, kick it. Something. I get if it's a 20, take a knee if it's a 23 yarder. Yeah. You don't take a knee on a 43 after your kicker has already missed from 33. What did I tell you too right before that kick went off? I turned to you and I said, I have a bad feeling he's about to miss this. Yeah, you did. That Those were your exact words. So, uh, you know, I don't know. What else can we even say about... Nagy just is going to defend him, right? Well, we Until, need to talk and, about what just was released hours or an hour before recording this. Go for it. Matt Nagy said, I'm standing by Mitchell Trubisky. He is our quarterback moving forward, and Chase Daniel will not be taking over. 
Translation, we will not be doing anything between now and tomorrow. Exactly. And let's talk about that now. Unless you have anything more about Matt Nagy. No, I think it's pretty apparent. He's going to be taking the organization bottom line. And what the organization bottom line is, is Mitch is our quarterback. We're sticking with him. Okay. But and that's, and a, that's it. That's a fair question, though. Is this coming from the top that he has to play? Oh, in? I think it absolutely is. When, then you need to grab some balls and say that. Yeah. I, well, that's what I'm doing. I'm saying it's coming. No, no, from no, not, not the you. Top. No, 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 yeah. no. Sorry, sorry. I, yeah. I, I phrased that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I was, I was not, I was not talking to you. I'm talking uh, okay. about Nagy. Yeah, then yeah. Nagy needs to grab a pair and say, "Look, I don't have a choice. This is coming from the top, and I don't care how bad that looks. I really don't. I don't give a flying shit. You need to do something, pal, because you do not have a quarterback. The world can see you don't have a quarterback." You're on every meme other than Baker Mayfield. Like this is a disaster. This is a this is this is bad. Listen, listen this you can't be an ostrich and stick your head in the stand, sand and pretend that everything's okay. Everything is not okay, and the and what's mostly not okay is the quarterback position. And every person listening to this podcast in in Chicago and every Chicago Bear fan knows that it's not okay and knows now that he's far less than a franchise quarterback. We wasted another draft pick. And you know what? I told you this before and I mean it. What is picking out good quarterbacks is like solving a math problem. When you've done the math wrong, the sooner you turn around and head back and correct the issue, the better off you are. Okay, I got a question for you. What does it say about the Bears that we get rid of a franchise all-time kicker and we can't find a quarterback? And those two people blew the game yesterday. Yeah. Well, you know one what more than the other. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't mean to blame Eddie too much, but he did miss two field goals, and that has to be accounted for. And I understand there's a lot of pressure on him. He should have hit the 33 yarder. He missed a 43 yarder. We miss Robbie. We, we continually talk about it. These are two key decisions that Ryan Pace has made now that are biting this team in the ass. Yeah. Well, it's because, quite honestly, Ryan Pace thinks he's smarter than everyone else in, in, the, in the room. But who... think If you think about this logically and actually think about it, on a game-winning drive, there's only two people that are, that are going to be down to. The quarterback and the kicker. That's it. Think about a game-winning drive. Now, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, too, I'm saying in the aspect of where it starts. Of course, a wide receiver, a tight end, or whoever can are, can drop the ball. Okay, we've seen that before. But from the aspect of where it starts, starts with the kicker kicking, starts with the quarterback actually throwing. You know, we're not seeing that. Right. We're not, we're, you know, and, and you know what, though? I want to make it very clear. I'm still with Eddie. I'm still a fan of Eddie, okay? I understand right now Robbie's struggling in San Francisco. You know, but when you get new holders and new and new snappers, that, not that trying makes, to make excuses. No, that makes a world of difference. So it really world does. of difference. It uh, really you does. don't get an off season with them, you know. Okay, so, I but I think we both agree from now on we have said our piece on Mitchell Trubisky on this podcast. Um, we're going to continue to try to have some fun. 
we're going to be here after all of these with uh, try to be more lighter. But I think you and me, we, we've ragged on him now for a long part of this time, and it's been well-deserved. But now I'm going to start focusing back to another person we ragged on, and that's the GM and, that's, and, and someone who I haven't, and that's Matt Nagy. My attention is down to them. Fix it. Yeah. Fix it. It, it it's it's time to quit pretending that everything's a okay and it's just a matter of getting the ship back on the right course. Listen, it's more than just getting the ship back on the right course. We don't have the appropriate person steering the ship. No. All right? It's it's more than that. It's the appropriate person is not steering. We have this no ship. one steering the ship and we're just letting the wind and the tide take us wherever the hell it wants. And right now it's taking us to Loserville. You can say that again. So let's get into uh, what you alluded to earlier, and that's the trade. That's the NFL trade. Uh, deadline's tomorrow, 4 p.m. We haven't made a single, single, single move, regardless of if that's for a quarterback or not. Um, read a very interesting article today from Chicago Wind, or Wind, Windy Chicago. I should probably, well, you know, Google it. They pop up everywhere. <laughs> Uh, he basically said the Bears right now should be selling players for draft picks to try to rebuild and to try to either move up in this draft or move up in uh, two years' time. Never thought of it. Completely agree with it. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, um, every team that is doing well this year has got themselves a very good quarterback. And, and a good defense. And a good defense. We already have a good defense in place. We have a. I, I would say we have a great defense. I would too. And with that. and the issue right now is is literally the quarterback position is just so weak that it cannot overcome anything. So, but I, all right, we keep talking so, about. I yeah, know. I know. So, so what, what do you think about that take though? That like, no, I think it's a very. I think it's a very right on take, and um, unfortunately, I I think that. Uh, the egos in the upper management of the bears could not possibly handle doing a trade because then they have to admit that they are wrong and they, um, have a problem. That's fine. Wrong. is going to find them getting a new job. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it may, that's where it may be headed. I, I personally am a big fan of Nagy, but I don't like what he's doing lately. I'm a big I'm a big fan. But we've we've asked this question before. You know, Hypothetically, who do you think goes first? Is it too close now? Too hard to tell. It is. It is. Before I, I don't might you have... think one of them has to make a stand though? And 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 I guess what I'm trying to say is, Nagy keeps in Trubisky. Nagy's feeding into Pace, so then Pace is right. The only way to reverse it is to put in Daniel. Look, Daniel's going to make bad throws and he's going to make some bad plays, but we I mean, I See do you, he he manages the game though. He at least gets first downs. We're going three and out every single time. Like I don't Yeah, the only, the only reason we didn't go three and out wasn't Mitch Trubisky throwing. It was the run game yesterday. Yeah, and Chase can hand the ball off and he can make better throws. That's right. He That's can. Right. He would have hit Gabriel. So, so let let me run this scenario by you. We're sitting here at three and four. Um, we've got a tough Philadelphia game, I think, at Philadelphia. Yeah, coming it's up. at Philadelphia. There's no way we're winning. And that. and so let's say um, 
in the next two games, we we walk away with two losses and two more games. So so now we're we're sitting there at three and six. You you see you see Chase coming in at that point in time? No. Yeah. See, that's what I'm worried about. That's exactly what I'm worried about. I would have pulled him already. Yeah. I would have pulled him halfway through that game yesterday. Yeah. You? Yeah. I. I me too. And, and I just I just keep seeing him hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah. We're. I mean, I didn't know this. We're officially at the. the you know, we're last right now. Yeah. Because I forgot that the Detroit has that tie, so right. we're, we're last. Yeah. So you want to talk about a regression? We have as many losses as we did last year already this year. Uh, real quick, uh, the games we did win: Redskins, Broncos. So it's Broncos, Redskins. So okay, let's. <laughs> can we put this in perspective? And I'm sorry, but I'm going right back to Trubisky. Those are the teams he beat, guys. The Redskins th- don't even have a win, and the Broncos are horrible. Are the, I don't. Aren't even the know Broncos what... like one and six or one and seven? Do they? Do they have more? That do the Broncos have more than one win? They're two and six. Oh, okay. Well, I was wrong. I mean, two and six, and yep. that—that's the teams he's beating. But yet, Chase Daniel comes in and beats a team that's six and two. And one of their only two losses is by us. Yeah. So if... I haven't heard anyone making that point. No, I haven't either. And I think it's a very good point. And and what I fear is that what we saw yesterday is what we're going to continue to see more and more and more of. And Bear fans deserve better. I think it depends. We'll see how ugly it gets, but it might depend. Um, remaining schedule, we go to the Eagles, then the Lions come to us, then we go out to L.A. for the Rams, then we're home to the Giants, which I thought was a gimme game, which none of these games look gimme anymore. We have the Giants, then Thanksgiving against the Lions, then the Cowboys come to us, then we travel out to Green Bay, then, oh my gosh, and then the Chiefs come to our place, and then they're going to have Mahomes back, and then we finish up with the Vikings. So... So, do we even get to 500 no. this year? I, I said that earlier, and I, I know. Do you? No. I, I, if we continue to play and we make no changes to what we're doing Okay, now, do we get 500 if we put in Daniel? I think we can. I think we get close to 500 if we put in him. I think if we go keep playing exactly like we're playing right now, no way. No way. We don't even get close to 500. Agreed. I, I um, mean, I'm just, I'm going to look right now, see if there's anything about, I mean, the Bears rumors, if there's anything swirling before deadline day, and uh, right now it's looking like it's not. There's uh, only thing swirling is our season going down in the toilet. <laughs> yeah. No, there's nothing. The Windy City is who I was referring to earlier. Okay. Yeah, there, there's nothing. Um, it's just, it's nothing. You know what's funny? Other people are making moves, and we're not. Um, like, today the Giants traded for Leonard Williams, defensive end from the Jets, 
for a third round pick in 2020 and a fifth round selection in 2021. Um, the Cardinals acquired uh, Kenyon Drake from the Dolphins. I mean, those are two gutter teams trying to get better, trying to improve. I'm not agreeing with those trades. I'd have to look into them more, but this is a Bears podcast, and right now we're shit, and we're not doing anything to try to improve. That is my biggest issue right now with them, is is the fact that we're, we are either in such denial or we don't have the passion to, well, to move forward with, with um, some bold action. And I'd like to contradict anyone who says, you know, don't do anything that's a panic buy. Don't panic buy right now. There's no panic buy right now. The jury's out on everything. There is no panic buy. The... We're not panic buying. We don't need to. Listen, all I'm saying is if there's a deal out there, make it done. But I don't think it's that hard to find someone else out there. There's people on different teams. Go through the roster. You're telling me right now they wouldn't trade us Marcus Mariota for something? Here's a guy who's been a starter there for years who just got benched for someone who got benched in Miami. Okay? Yes, I just said that. He got benched. Tannehill was benched in Miami. And now he is starting for the Titans over Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota is better than both quarterbacks we have on the bench right now. Like it or not. Agreed. Agreed. And throw a six-round, seventh-round pick their way. See if they bite. What are they going to do? Say no? His contract's coming to an end. Something needs to happen. Yeah. And, And that's probably the biggest frustration for me as a Bears fan is I just don't think any movement is going to be made. You know, I want to look at them and say, you know, when you continue to do what you've always done, don't be surprised when you continue to get what you've always gotten. And and that's exactly that is exactly where we are more. at. Let's end on that. All right. Um, look, we're going to be more upbeat next time, regardless of the, you know, that was kind of the podcast where our season ended. And, uh, you know, we'll go from there. Uh and uh, we'll just be more upbeat, more lighter about stuff, and uh, yeah, we, hopefully I mean, get some get some uh, uh, feedback from you guys, and go from there. Like you guys, we're we're still Bears fans. We're passionate about what we still do. Going to watch every game. Still Absolutely, have a new one out uh, for you every week. So you know, no reason to. Uh, we've been down this road before. We're Bears fans. You know, season's lost. I'm still going to watch. I'm still going to root. I'm still going to want a win every single time. Absolutely. You know how hard it is to tank in the NFL? What Miami is doing right now is, in my opinion, stupid. You have no idea if two is going to be good or not. That's for a different show, though. So uh, remember, it's always a good time when you bear down.